This is the JVology Show, the place where you'll learn how to create profitable joint ventures and listen to different entrepreneurs that could be the perfect JV partners for your business. And now, please welcome our global speaker, best-selling author, high-ticket sales expert, joint venture mentor, and the host of this podcast, Jay Fizette. There we go. Hello and welcome. Jay Fizette here for another episode of the JBology Show. And I am here with my dear friend, Peter Sandine, who is going to wow you, stun you, and inspire you about getting your website up and running and creating leads. How are you today, Peter? Doing really well. It's been a rather long day. I mean, it's 10 p.m. here, so. <laughs> and, and tell the world where here is. I'm in Finland. In Finland. And is it summer still happening and still nice and all that fun it's stuff still there? Summer, yeah, and it's it's been a very warm summer. Like I think record breaking, or at least some records have been broken. Well, that's awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, we are um, we've had a, a nice summer, with the exception of smoke everywhere for forest fires, like you would not believe. So uh, everything has been just a little hazy, but we're just grateful there isn't snow. So, yeah, you do yeah, everything bigger there in America. I mean, we've had forest fires, but it's been like it's in the news, but it's nothing that anyone worries about. <laughs> well, at least here, that, that holds true until the evacuation notices come. I've, I've had a yeah. couple of friends who had a couple <laughs> of those, and it's like, ah, um, that gets a little bit creepy. All right. So, gang, let me give you a little bit of uh, background in terms of how this goes. And then uh, Peter's going to fill us in. So short version is this. I'm Jay Fazette. I'm the founder of JVology, the perfect mix of people, fun, and profit. We are a community that helps entrepreneurs and small business owners redesign their business model so that they have a perfectly uh, steady stream of great leads at the front of their business for free. And they have recurring passive income on the back end of their business because of uh, joint ventures so that Really, what transpires is this. Through collaboration, we solve the problems of our clients better. We make more money. We have more fun. We get to do more great things in the universe. So we do that through things like this show where we feature uh, brilliant people who can help you grow your business. We do that through our event, JVology Live, which is a three-day joint venture intensive where you'll meet about 150 people who want to um, serve, support, partner with you. Uh, we do that through our year-long consulting programs called Flow, Sale, Business Builders Basics, and a variety of other pieces. But most importantly, we create this community. And we have about 500 people in our community that come together to collaborate, understanding how to work best with one another. So um, what we're going to do today is this. I am going to play our little video intro in a moment or two. And then Peter is going to uh, give us the 5,000 foot view of what he does, how he does it, and how he can support you with one of your most important tools or one of your most important resources for business building, which is, of course, your website. And uh, just for a little bit of fun and entertainment, how he's going to do that is he's going to review one of my websites that um, we have not um, really updated for a very long time. <laughs> and we're gonna, I'm gonna put my own stuff on the line to, uh, to understand and to uh, get real live feedback right out of the gate. And I just am having a little trouble finding, looks like my team has added like a whole whack more videos um, in our, uh, in our stream yard here. So I'm going to play a quick short one and then we're going to come back with Peter. Oh, one other thing. 
We share these things all over God's green earth. So if you want to interact with us, if you want to ask Peter a question, if you want to comment, please click on the video or the little uh, right above the video says Jay Fazette, and it'll take you to the broadcast page where we can chat back and forth. All right, watch this. My technology is not cooperating today very well. Maybe you're not watching this. I'll click it again for the 13th time. That was just plain weird. I just saw like the last little bit of it. So who knows what's going on with the internet today, but we're not going to worry too much about it. All right, Peter. Please give our community the 5,000-foot view of uh, who you are, who you serve, and what you do. Um, well, I started out in copywriting and conversion optimization. And then when I started to see more and more that what really matters on websites of any type is not design, not where you put the forms or what, what the button color is and such, but rather what is it really that you're saying to people? What is it that people understand when they come to the website? I started to focus on that pretty exclusively. So what do you need to actually say with your marketing so that people understand what they need to understand so that they want to buy? How to make them see that what you offer is something they genuinely want, not just valuable, but something desirable for them and why you're the best option for them. <clears throat> and that's really what I've been doing ever since. And about 60, 70% of my clients are marketing experts, um, many very well-known ones, many not so well-known ones. Uh, that's primarily because all the marketing experts know how much of an impact it makes. And they also know how freaking hard it is to do it for yourself, because when you're inside of the box, it's hard to read the label outside of it. Um, but yeah, that's my primary thing. And websites are just the most obvious place for where you have to like apply that to. So just on that note, talk to me a little bit about the, you know, it's really difficult from the, you being inside the box. Why is it those of us that create our own content, create our own programs, create all those things, why is it that we have so much damn trouble with this? You, you would think that it should be pretty um, straightforward if we're the program designer or the content creator, that yet we still struggle like mad. Yeah, I, I think the main problem is that you know your own thing far too well. So you don't have to wonder why is this feature important or why is this other feature important or what's the benefits of getting this sort of coaching or that sort of consulting or why is it important or business revolutionizing or life changing to do X or solve this problem instead of any other problem the potential client could have. All these things are so obvious to us uh, because we've created it, because we are so into it. So because we create a thousand blog posts and whatever, it, we know it too well. So it, mm -hmm. it just becomes harder and harder to see objectively from the potential customer's view. What people usually do is ask their customers or their clients, well, why did you buy? And that's positive, but people who have already bought already have a completely different perspective to it than people who are still thinking of buying. So that can be very misleading as well. So getting someone to look at it from a fresh perspective who actually focuses on that is 
yeah, that's that's why a lot of experts come to me. But the other clients are anything from like total beginners with e-commerce or SaaS or business consulting or to multi-seven-figure businesses and like anything and everything. It's the same thing in every single industry. You have to figure out what it is that makes other people understand what you already know. Got it. And and I you know it's funny because while it seems so obvious it is so complex and difficult like I, I think and i think the longer we do something the more transparent it becomes to ourselves i certainly know that i suffered from that tremendously in my personal development company which we did for 25 or 30 years and and honestly at the end it was like duh like this is how it should this isn't rocket science but for somebody who is uninitiated it can be incredibly incredibly difficult so yeah. I, I absolutely love that so um, I am trying to share my screen and my, my uh, machine has decided, oh, there we go. I think we got a little bit of uh, cooperation here ever so slowly. Um, so I want to get uh, the site up. Now, if you were to give like just a couple of key tips or tricks for a um, couple of tips or tricks for websites that you see most commonly get just aren't handled well while I pull up our page for you to uh, um, educate me. <laughs> Wait, where would you start in terms of like just the, the basics, basics? Um, well, I think one thing that can help is to first think, and this is just the thinking exercise. This is not something you actually put on the website, but think of if you could only tell people one thing, what should it be? What would get them to want to work with you? What would get them to actually get the sense of like, oh, this is something I really want to see more of, or this could be really good for me, or I see why this is unique compared to anything else I could get in this same sort of industry. Um, if you had only one sentence, then what would be that one thing you would try to get people to understand? That's not what you should do on the website. These, <laughs> it's a very common thing to do to have this massive banner area with one sentence that's maybe three or five words long. Like that's not efficient. It can work. I'm not saying that, but I, I am arguing that that's probably never the best option and that's extremely difficult to make work. But okay. if you just start by this exercise of, well, if I could only get people to understand one thing, what could it be? What could actually get them to want what I offer? And then avoid anything that you think your competitors could say the same way. <clears throat> and it yeah. can be a pretty difficult exercise to do, but if you can't answer it, then you're in trouble. I love that. Okay. so. Shall, shall I open that page? I think I, sure. I think I have technology cooperating for me. And uh, thank goodness we're recording this because this, this has been, and by the way, I just want to say thank you. And I appreciate you being willing to, uh, to take a peek at this because um, I know that this is, this is due for an update. Um, and you know, when something works reasonably well, it, it the, sort of like the squeaky wheel gets the grease. This yep. this hasn't been so squeaky for us, but I but I do know that we could do better. So I'm going to bring it up here, and uh, there we go. Come on, camper. As soon as I start sharing, the the thing is lagging quite tremendously. So if you can just be a little patient with me. Come on. Well, you can tell me what is the page. Okay, we can start there for sure. So this page is JVology Live, and this is mm -hmm. our primary event that uh, you know I sometimes say to folks um, in in our world 
that all roads lead to Rome. And what I mean by that is that, um, is that our digital programs include a ticket to this event. When I'm speaking on people's stage, whatever we sell and uh, offer there, always include a ticket to this event. We sell the event independently and on its own uh, through JVs and just straight through the page. And, you know, on average, we put, I think last year we sold probably 750 or 800 tickets in total for uh, live virtual events. And uh, that's that we did five courses uh, last, last year. So our average is somewhere in the 125 to 220 tickets, something like that. So um, that that's its its basics. Um, need to know more? Yeah, so I have more specific questions. So first of all, is this a sales page? Is this meant for people who already know who you are, people who are already interested in JVology Live, who basically know what it's about and are basically here just to be convinced that they should really come there? Or is this something where you drive fairly cold traffic? Or what's the role of the page? Great question, and we use it for both of those purposes. Okay, we you should not. not. Separate <laughs> <laughs> you, you should not. Um, yeah, that that's I'd argue is almost impossible to do well. Mm -hmm. It's probably possible, but incredibly difficult. Mm -hmm. um, okay, before we get any uh, deeper into the roast, just how how rare do you want this, or how how polite should I be? I mean, I, I know you're Canadian, so should I say sorry every other sentence? <laughs> 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 So just like rare, just, medium rare, well done. I, I, I <laughs> so I prefer my steak medium rare, but in this case, you give it to me well done. Because here's the honest goodness truth about this. And, and gang, uh, for any of you who have uh, thoughts, comments, any of those sorts of things, please come on over and make it, uh, share what you got to share. But Because here's the thing, is that to me, there's no point in going through this unless uh, we can really tap into your expertise and your perspective. And... Um, you know, even, and I want to be clear with you is that lots of our decisions um, are made from a perspective of, of efficiency, not effectiveness. So like back when we were, when we were designing this program, for example, it's like, do we have one for cold traffic? Do we have, and I'm like, bite me. I'm not maintaining two of these things. It's like, if they can't figure out that they should get some JV partners, they're not smart enough to come to our event. <laughs> like, yeah. like, so, so. Um, and I know that's not the right approach. I, I totally get that. Um, so yeah. just give it to me straight and you don't have to say sorry. If I start crying, um, <laughs> then you can probably pull it back a little bit. <laughs> okay. okay. So I'll, I'll wait for the tears. Um, <laughs> until then, I'll be honest. Exactly. <laughs> no, you bring um, now the, you've done a lot of things really, really well on the page. Um, but which of those audiences is more important for you? People who are not yet really familiar with this whole thing or people who are very familiar because it's a completely different audience uh, and you should honestly have two separate pages. And I can't really review this from both perspectives unless we right. do it twice. So. Okay. so so, here's the honest to goodness truth. Um, when we designed this, my it, it has changed. So when we originally designed this, Peter, I was of the mind that it was most important for our community members to make sure that they showed up at the event. So they've already bought a ticket uh, or they bought an event, uh, they bought a program that has a ticket. We want them to get their ass there and actually take advantage of it. And we want them to share this page with their friends saying, it's like this thing rocked my world and I got more JVs in these three days than I have anywhere else. So it was really from the perspective of our existing clients. Now, so that's how that was the lens through which we designed it. Here's the truth for us is that we have an incredibly high 
reattendance rate because people get incredible results. And the incredibly high reattendance rate is fantastic for the people who show up at the event. Not so good for us for selling our premium program because most of them have already bought it. So we yep. actually need to change it. Um, and, and our lens and our effectiveness has been diminishing in the new traffic area uh, because that wasn't our primary task when we designed it. Yeah, yeah. That's what I would have guessed. My, my assumption was that this is not at all for cold traffic. Uh, but what if we look at it from the perspective of cold traffic or relatively cold traffic? Because I think that's anyway where most people are and like most likely anyway with their yeah. website. So first big issue. Um, it, a lot of people don't know what joint ventures are. Or if they do, they or they think they do, they're actually wrong a little bit. And the way they're wrong about it usually means they don't think it would work for them. Mm -hmm. So if you start by saying that they will get all these benefits by leveraging the power of joint ventures, a lot of people will immediately just tune out. Okay. Um, if you tell them something about joint ventures, I think in the headline, for example, you need to somehow challenge the idea that that's not for me. Because a lot of people are like, well, I couldn't find joint venture partners. I'm not ready for that. I like that's not for me, or it sounds too difficult, or I don't know where to find. Them. I mean, there's all these excuses immediately against number, this tactic. Our number one excuse, the number one thing is, I'm not ready. I need to finish my yeah. book, my digital program, my event before I can do this. And it's like, no, you need relationships first. But that is our number one thing. So we should address that right out yeah. of the gate. Yeah. Especially if you already have like validated that that is the excuse, then it might even be that start challenging that. That mm -hmm. can be an approach. It's I'm not saying it's an easy one and it's not the only one, but that's some, an alternative. But just saying the word joint ventures with a lot of claims around it, yeah. a lot of very positive claims, it works for people who already know joint know joint ventures actually know what they mean and can see the many different variations of what it could mean for them, but otherwise a very risky headline. Um, I think the, the sub headline is brilliant, like saying that, well, even if you don't have a big list, don't know any industry leaders or don't have a hot product to sell. I think that's a really good idea that you are addressing those, but it's so small that it honestly took me this long to notice it. Okay. So <laughs> like if people, if the headline doesn't get people interested um, and besides, there's a lot of really cool things about joint ventures compared to advertising or podcasts or videos or blogging or all these other things. But still, you're saying exactly the same sort of thing that you could just say, like you could change that headline and say leveraging the power of advertising or leveraging the power of podcasts or leveraging the power of insert whatever generic tactic. Whereas joint ventures have really, really good things. So lead with those. Like you could come up with very good headlines around, well, make sales before you, like you don't pay anything unless you sell things. Yeah. You don't have to like talk to people who are not already interested in what you do. Like, I mean, there's all these things that joint ventures enable that you could lead with and you could get people interested in with. Um, if this is still the same video that I've seen, it's really good, but it might also be a little early. And I, if I remember it correctly, uh, and there's, by the way, a reason why I haven't watched it now for this yeah. review, and I'll go through it in, in a moment. But if I remember correctly, there are things that you could address there a little better, like potential objections and so on. Um, but it felt, I think, a little bit too much, just full, too full on. It's yeah. the same thing. There's a big 
big button that says get your ticket and it's like i have no idea what we're talking about by the time i see get your ticket okay. so it's a little early uh, okay. but yeah the reason why i didn't watch the video to remind myself is that most people don't start watching the video okay. even if you make it like the only thing on the page a lot of people won't start watching it so you cannot rely on it like it's good to have a video those who start watching it are much more convinced by it that's really good to have a video but you cannot rely on it and that's a very common mistake people make because they are used to watching videos mm -hmm. or they just think that well if i put a video here of course people will watch it <laughs> if i ask well do you always watch a video if you see one of the no <laughs> so <laughs> but yeah you're now kind of relying on the video to do a lot of the heavy lifting I but yeah. you, you cannot like you just can't expect everyone to watch it okay um so then if we scroll up. a little bit down, we, we get to the tickets and it's a little bit hard to understand the difference between the regular tickets and the VIP tickets, especially since you lead with click here to get it instead of what's the difference. Mm -hmm. So like, I know that there are the differences and I know that they are listed there, but you first ask people to buy and then you're like, oh, well, if you scroll this far, then maybe you want to know actually what you're buying, okay. <laughs> like the difference. Yeah. Um, and also, I'd argue, I don't remember how you do it on the video, but uh, I think instead of just making a difference of listing like the features, mm -hmm. you should explain what's the outcome difference. Why is there two different options? Because mm -hmm. people, this is, I mean, we, I'm sure you've told this to 100 people, don't talk about features, talk about benefits, talk about outcomes. But here you are talking about just features. Mm -hmm. Explain why should someone buy the VIP ticket? What is the outcome difference they can get with it? Because otherwise it's like, well, video interview on Facebook. Well, is it going to be seen by two people or 5,000 people or posting interview on YouTube? Again, is anyone going to see it? Fe featured VIP web page with your video. Like, what does that mean? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, all of this just questions, nothing concrete. I don't see why would I buy the VIP ticket? <clears throat> um, so. We can scroll on, but I think if we're thinking of this as a for a relatively cold audience, the main problem is that you're you're jumping to the sale too quickly without giving people the option of doing something else first. You can make sales. I don't doubt that at all. You can make sales with this sort of page. Absolutely you can, and I'm sure you have, to a completely cold audience but you're very likely to get more sales if you would lead with an opt-in offer. So people would get to your email list, they would get something free that's valuable that would actually give them a sense of, well, this is what I can get from you. Mm -hmm. And you can teach some really good stuff in a very short time. So it could be a five minute video where you go through some simple part of like um, addressing some objection essentially. Like mm -hmm. if one of the objections is that, well, I don't have a, product that I, I can yet like sell. So I these are obviously these are not relevant. Well the video could be how to do joint ventures before you have a product ready. And then you have a quick introduction to well here are five different ways you can do joint ventures before your video is or your product is ready. And then at the end, hey, if you want to learn more, here's where you can come and actually do all those things. Mm -hmm. And now watch this video about JVology Live. Peter, quick question. So, and it's not coming up now because I clicked away from it trying to get this set up for you and when we, I was having a little trouble. But we have a 
pop-up that comes up if somebody leaves the page and says, hey, do you want a, a training? And, and it's, it's actually more comprehensive. It's like the five pillars of, we call it the joint venture success wheel. It's a one hour training, workbook assessment, like, like, like we, it's a lot. Um, yep. what's, what's your opinion of trying to catch them on the way out as opposed to the way in if, if we have not won uh, them over? Um, it's better than nothing. Like you should generally have an exit pop-up, even though I think they're kind of annoying. Everyone says they're kind of annoying, but they also kind of work. So yeah. you can have them. Um, we can talk about what you're offering as a separate thing, because that's also a very, very big part of how well you convert people. Mm -hmm. Um, but most people will not react to the exit pop-up at all. And I, I think for me, it actually accidentally opened. I don't know if I accidentally moved my mouse up or something, but it opened. And, and before I realized what it is in is, I had already closed it by complete automation. Yeah. And a lot of people do that. So just the, the pop-up, not enough. Um, yeah. it, can, it can help, but not enough. And as a side note, an hour of training, uh, most people will not go through that, even if they do opt-in. And if they don't go through the free thing, they will very, very likely not even think of buying from you. Because mm -hmm. the feeling is that, well, I didn't even bother going through one hour of training from you. So why would I buy a three-day ticket? I mean, you don't even get to the sales pitch if they don't get to the end of that. So mm -hmm. I would do something much shorter. Like there's a time and a place for a webinar, for example, or a long video. But as a rule, it's a very tricky thing to do well. You can do it well, but it's a very tricky thing to do well. Mm -hmm. It's usually better to do a very short video that addresses a very quick thing, like a very one singular thing. And, and people can feel like, oh, that was really cool. I had never thought of that that way. And like, yeah, okay, tell me more. Like that's what you're trying to get to. Mm -hmm. um, you have that, like you, you're perf at the perfect spot on the page now. So you are addressing the basic questions of, well, what are joint ventures and, and so on. But all of this should be in the beginning. <laughs> like these are the things that people would need to understand in the early parts of this, uh, not once you've already told them that, hey, here's two different options, buy one of these. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, if you're basically writing a sales page, but how often do you see a sales page that starts with buy now? <laughs> like that's just not how you do it. So if you're doing this for a cold audience, um, I would restructure the entire page. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of really good parts in it and you can probably reuse some of it, maybe a lot of it, but I would basically start from scratch, think of the structure and then look at, well, is there something you can bring from the existing page? Okay. And basically just start from where are they now? So if it's for cold audience, they're thinking of just their business. They're, they're trouble growing it. They're hoping that they find something that would help them uh, and would be different from the other stuff they've seen. Because if they've already seen it, it hasn't worked. So it has to be something different. Hence, you have to get people to see it's different early on. Mm -hmm. And joint ventures have a lot of very true, you're, you're not reaching for some random small difference you you have very meaningful unique parts about joint ventures so leading with those and helping people see that joint ventures are a very different approach to business and marketing than advertising or most of the content creation stuff and funnels and all these things joint ventures are very different so help them understand that very early and then start leading to the sale or 
preferably I would recommend you build a small funnel. It doesn't have to be some, you know, if you look at the funnel experts, they they build these like massive funnels and then they say it's easy. And it, well, they, it took them six months to do and they hired three companies to help them with it. I mean, like, come on, it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you can build a simple funnel. Like, I mean, I help people do that, but like, I, I really mean a simple funnel, not mm-hmm. a three video series leading into a fourth video and a webinar and an ebook and 1,600 emails and all that. Like, no, 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 just a short video, quick sales pitch. Then this page is fine. Mm-hmm. But like, just lead with a little bit of something else to ease yeah. them in. And I think what transpires, like in like we have something like that, which uh, you know we have we have a variety of different uh, lead magnets. So we've got something called the uh, Escape the Marginal Success Trap, the five the Joint Venture Success Wheel, and the Joint Fit the Ultimate Joint Venture Checklist. And all three of those, um, you know, opt in piece, email, funnel, head to this page. Um, but again, we're we're using the page for the two different audiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know about your numbers, obviously. I have no no clue. But if you don't see those funnels working very well, then I think one issue might be that you're not creating content that would very naturally, like it's, that's wrong to say. It obviously naturally leads forward to the Aviology Live, but it doesn't necessarily create the sense of, okay, I got one very clear piece and I no longer have objections to it. Mm-hmm. So if you create uh, this is this gets a little more complex, but like yeah. you can do this definitely. Um, so the whole point of a funnel is to get past all the objections. Another way to look at that is that the point of a funnel is to create all the beliefs people have to have for them to buy. Okay. So if you think of well, first thing they have to believe, for example, could be that this is like joint ventures could help me. If they don't believe that, they're not going to opt in for anything related to joint ventures. Mm -hmm. So you first have to get them to believe that. Then you have to get them to believe the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And only once they already believe all the things they need to believe to buy, it doesn't make any sense to offer them the chance to buy any sooner than that. And well, this page obviously doesn't do that. uh, But if you notice that your opt-in offers don't also convert really well into sales, even if you get people to opt in, then there's some objection left, or there's some belief they don't have that they should have for them to buy. See, and, and I think honestly, Peter, is that we do not spend much time on objections. It's like, do you want free leads? Yes, get your ass over here. This isn't this isn't rocket science. Uh, so so I think that 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 one of my big takeaways from this conversation is that um if people aren't familiar, they have objections that we need to hold their hand through. And what seems obvious to me and to us and to the community isn't always particularly for cold traffic. Yeah, and and even if it is that they basically know what you're talking about, so they know joint joint ventures could work for them, they still have, let's not call it objections because that can be misleading. So it can be just a belief that isn't there yet. So for example, they would have to believe that spending three days at the live event will actually create results for them. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, then why would they show up? So it's not an objection in the sense that they would be consciously thinking that, well, it's too much time. Like they might have that, but they don't necessarily have that. They can be just thinking that, well, or not even thinking. They just have this sense of like, nah, it, it, 
doesn't sound right. It doesn't make sense for me. Uh, so and going I, through I, it as like, well, let's list out all the objections and answer them in an FAQ, not necessarily at all the points, but rather rather go through the objections or the beliefs before people sort of think of them themselves. And, so, and I think there's an FAQ on this page, but let me yep. let me let me just see. And and again, like that's just another good sign of how long ago we did this. Um, I don't even know for sure. Let me just see. I don't think there is an FAQ. Um, but yeah, like instead of turning this into sort of a sales page critique, I, I think mm -hmm. looking at it from a slightly bigger perspective or, or like a, uh, yeah, makes more sense. It, it applies mm -hmm. to more people anyway. So if you think of it as a one page of a funnel, because mm -hmm. that's what a homepage is or any page is, mm -hmm. it might not be built into a funnel, but it is still one page that people see on their way to hopefully buying from you. Yeah. The goal of the page is to get them to take the next step. If you don't offer them a step they're willing to take, you've lost them. So on a page like this, uh, this is clearly a sales page. So then think of it as a sales page, write it like a normal sales page. And that means very different structure. You don't offer the chance to buy immediately unless it is for a super warm audience coming from a webinar or something. And that's not the case here at all. Um, so just like accept that, okay, it's a sales page and then make it a sales page. And then for the cold audience, think of it as cold audience and okay, they need something else. And the, the freebies you now have might be good. I haven't seen them. I can't say if they are good, but if you notice that they are not converting well, even if you get, let's say a hundred people to get an opt-in and none of them buys, mm -hmm. something's very, very wrong there. Like my, like what I aim for is at least 5% of those people who opt in to buy, like that's a minimum that I would aim for. Yeah. 10% uh, is very realistic. 15 starts to be high. So like, sometimes much more actually, but like you, if you don't see those sorts of numbers, then something is wrong. And often a big part of it is that you've thought that, okay, I'm going to give this super valuable big thing for people, but they don't consume it. Mm -hmm. And when they don't consume it, you've lost them for like much more so than if you would have given them some tiny thing that they would have consumed. Mm -hmm. So be mindful of it. So like when you were now talking about the, the joint venture wheel, was it that it's an it's hour of training? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds great. Sounds like a really valuable thing. Have it as a bonus when people buy something, don't offer it as a freebie. <laughs> like mm -hmm. that's my thinking yeah. um, that like approach it in a different way. Think of it as, well, I need them to take this step, which is to opt in to get something. And I need them to also take the next step from there. If that's a really big thing for them to do, they won't do it. If mm -hmm. there's an hour of training, it's a big thing and they're stuck. And like, this is how I approach websites overall. Like you have to give them the sense of like, okay, I see what this is. I see, I want it. I see what makes it different. And I see there's an easy appealing next step towards buying mm -hmm. and whatever you offer should make it very easy for them to then take another step towards buying it. Yeah. It's not enough that it's appealing and easy to take. That's the random PDF or, or video training. So you can convert people to that, but getting leads like that is not nearly as valuable as getting leads who are taking steps forward from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because even the, your, your conversation about you know just calling this a, a um, 
calling this a sales page is that in, in my head, this has always been a registration page. It's like, go there and register, click the button, send your goddamn money and let's get on with the show here. There's, you yeah. need leads. We've got people go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very classic J thinking. Yes, it say. is. <laughs> Yes. Said no one ever who's ever hung around with me for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I scroll down or where, where are you at, brother? Um, I mean, well, yeah, obviously there, at, like, there's another opportunity to click the button here. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I mean, that's a good thing. Um, genuinely, that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of like, I can see that this is an old page. I'm sure you would do better now. Like some of these are like, fairly clear things like that don't tell features tell benefits like these are not things that you wouldn't tell to a coaching client mm -hmm. but these are exactly the sorts of things that are super easy to forget when you're doing your own thing mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm not blaming you like most of my clients are marketing experts and this is not at all uncommon <laughs> like all this good. is not even remotely the worst highly paid experts homepage i've looked at in the last 10 days <laughs> so <laughs> I've done a few of these roasts in the last 10 days, but still, like it, it, it's not at all bad, but the role it has now doesn't really work. Mm -hmm. That's, I, I think, the bigger takeaway here. And how, like, tell me seriously, how many, I, I'm just going to pull this down while we're talking, how many people are running? And I know, you know, my, my efficiency versus effectiveness conversation, like how many people really do have two pages, like if you have an event, how many people are running two pages, cold traffic, warm traffic pages? Like, like that just seems like a pain in the ass to me, to be perfectly honest. Mm, I'd say nearly everyone who really? does it at a scale, but I think they approach it a little differently. Okay. So they don't necessarily have two different pages, okay. but they have two different routes there. So for the very warm traffic, they are sent directly to the sales page. Mm -hmm. The cold traffic goes through some form of funnel. It can be mm -hmm. super short, simple, and all that, but there's mm -hmm. something before the sales page that gets mm -hmm. them ready for the sale. So it's not that you have two separate sales pages necessarily. I'd say most people don't. It would be very, very few who do, and I don't think that's really necessary at all. Like you can definitely write the same sales page for both. Yeah. Uh, it's not optimal, but again, it's more efficient. And that's really what I'm going after as well. What's the efficient right. way to go. But for me, efficiency means highest return for given how much resources it takes. It's mm -hmm. not just the fastest. Um, but yeah, like I think most people would have something ahead of the sales page uh, and because it just makes such a big difference. And clearly you do as well but you don't always use it, it seems. But I mean, it's, it is very contextual. So it, it's, you know, am I speaking on somebody's stage? Am I, yep. um, am I on a podcast where, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, and we always try and match. So which of the three uh, lead-ins? And, and it, it is clear to me, Peter, that we could weave those things together as, you know, I, I would call them like three hyper simple uh, funnels. But most of the time for me, what happens is that they hear me speak, I teach a segment, I offer a freebie, it'll land them at the page at some stage of the game. And we truly do not track that stuff anywhere near as well as we should. Um, you know, the truth of the matter is that it's sort of, you know, I was speaking in uh, at an event in England on last Friday, there were 12 people there and five of them bought VIP tickets. Um, so you know, yep. and I just, that it's just in my head of 
this we know this number of people we know this happened yeah we're in the range carry on so, so so we don't we don't pay enough attention to those details is yeah. the honest God truth yeah um but those are like if you're talking on a podcast or talking at an event completely yeah. different situation it's mm -hmm. it seems very similar but there's a massive difference in how engaged people are um, also, if people are listening to a podcast, I'd be rather surprised if you could make consistent sales directly from a podcast, unless you're selling something ridiculously cheap. Um, and I mean, much cheaper than JVology Live uh, and much something easier to buy. So I'd argue that if you're on a podcast, offer a freebie. If you're speaking at an event, then yeah, definitely try to make a direct sale. That can work much better. Yeah, I, I agreed. And, and we can track back, like just going back to... Uh, podcast um, topics and because we do custom links and those sorts of things yeah that those things are converting never as directly as you know speaking at an yeah. event obviously but yes yeah I, I yeah and, and that's one of the things it can be very misleading because you do get sales mm -hmm. and that's that's sort of like i can see you're not the only one who's like telling me that no no but i get sales and i'm like i don't doubt that <laughs> I just doubt that you're making nearly as many sales as you could. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and that is, that's that's why I wanted to do this, and I appreciate your feedback. Yeah. The the key to me, and, and this is where I was getting to the two different pages, is, is that, um, you know, s simply put, for our business and and a bunch of the the shit we're building, is that our complexity continues to grow, and it's and it's a pain in my ass. Is the honest yep. truth, and, and and we're just at a spot where it's like no, we're not doing that. Like literally we have a giveaway coming up shortly. And, uh, you know, one of our really proactive and amazing uh, team members created all new icons for it. So it looks great. And it's like, yeah, but now we have to update that on 72 pages. It's like, no, like, th thank you for the idea, but we're leaving that shit the way that it is. Cause that's a make work project. Would it be great? Yes. Do we have to hell no. So, so I'm yep. really at this spot of trying to, um, streamline better, um, and, and, and that doesn't always work out that well, just frankly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and like I commend you for doing that. That's usually what I end up coaching people with even experts, mm -hmm. especially experts in a way, because experts have a thousand ideas of what they could do. And they try to pursue far too many of those. <laughs> so if they need someone to be like, Nope, Never that's a good idea. And you don't have time for it. <laughs> like, <laughs> You, you no 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 <laughs> but yeah it's, it's it's good that good that you're doing that and seeing that well even though we now have new icons it doesn't still make sense to like it's some cost it doesn't make sense just because you spent this time it doesn't make sense to spend even more time doing that uh, and the same thing applies to the website a lot like mm -hmm. people often think that it's a massive project to change their website like no like last time i updated my own redesigned it basically entirely took me like i don't know seven hours Mm -hmm. all new videos all new pages everything so like if you know what you're doing and you do just what you actually need to do it's not a big project yeah. same thing here i don't think it would be a weeks long project or months long project if mm -hmm. you just do the few things you need to do and you could see significant gains yeah. does it necessarily become a top priority i don't know that depends on what the other priorities are if you have something else that can easily create a five or six figure increase Brilliant. Go with that. Mm -hmm. yeah. But if you don't have those, then it would make sense, I think, to build, a, like, rethink the funnel and just, just maybe just go through it more with thought and see, could we improve this significantly? Or what are the odds that we could improve this significantly? How much time would it take? What are the odds and all that? 
I, I bet, I bet for us, it, it probably front to back, it's a three or a four hour job. Like, like looking at the F looking for the FAQs. I know we yeah. have an email that addresses FAQs. So that should be as simple as find an email and, and plunking it in here. Yeah. So, so I think we have a whole bunch of those pieces that are, um, around, but not necessarily well integrated. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and like you could do a lot with just that and just restructuring the page a little so that maybe the first 300 words are not yet by now, but rather like building the idea and like just have a small intro. Even that can do a big, big difference on your conversion rates. So you would it wouldn't have to be a huge project. And if you add the, the opt-in in front of it or redo something like that, again, not weeks, but hours of work. So it's but yeah it's hard to tell from this but i'd say this doesn't work for cold traffic like yes you make some sales but you could make 10 times that many sales for cold traffic maybe 20. Uh, so i think it would be probably worth doing especially if you notice more and more of the like well we get more of the same people coming to the events and since they already all bought the high ticket stuff it's hard to sell them the same stuff again so <laughs> need to do something without so, a doubt and that is 100 true for us is that we have uh um we, we must, must, must expand that piece. So without a doubt, I, I will, I, I have notes from, from the conversation. We will dive into it further. So this kind of a process where you review all of these things, you have a, I, you have a link that I'm about to put in the chat for people to check out. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what, what that is, what they get, how they can find out more, because the truth is this is a process that we should all be doing with our websites on a consistent and regular basis. Um, you know, like this, just to put that in perspective, this site would have been created 20, I think updated 20, 2018, 2019. Like it's been there for three, four years for sure. It's two years since 2019, by the way, but. Well, it's 2018, 20. I don't know exactly when it was done. Yeah, yeah. okay. I, don't keep I just couldn't, couldn't <laughs> let it slide, sorry. Um, but yeah, so the link goes to a page where people can get a video I recorded while I redid my own website. It's just me sort of talking through what am I doing? Why am I doing things in this order? What am I focusing on? Some common mistakes that I'm avoiding uh, and also like what am I not spending my time on? So for example, I'm not looking at design almost at all because design was not the limiting factor. Uh, I'm not looking at making major technology changes because that was not the limiting factor. So, and, and that's usually the case. And, and anyway, if those are limiting factors, they should be dealt with very simply. But yeah, anyway, it's a video where I just go through what am I looking at? What are the key things? How to think about it? What not to look at? Uh, but yeah. Uh, Wait, I'll, t I'll tell you what I love about that. And, and what I love about this conversation, Peter, is that it seems so many of our clients, particularly if they're early in their, early in their stages, are looking for the tell me what to do as opposed to teach me how to think. And uh, the teach me how to think process always, always, always creates a better entrepreneur. So I love that. And I put the link in the chat, gang. So you just click on that link, uh, scootle off to uh, Peter's website, grab that and watch it. And then if, if people want to do work with you, there's I, I'm assuming there's going to be some form of a follow up there. So they can say, hey, can you come uh, share your perspective on this and all of those pieces? Yep. So the video is about 45 minutes. Uh, after that, around 45 minutes, I do tell about my online course that goes through the website process. Um, 
but yeah, 45 minutes is just my process. It just made sense to talk about the course at the end. Uh, and if someone wants different sort of help from me, just send me an email. I mean, you'll get my email when when you sign up uh, or get just opt in to get the, the video. Awesome. I'm happy to help at very different stages. Some of my clients are just getting started. Others are making multiple, multiple seven figures. So like, I'm happy to adjust how I help so that it makes sense for very different types of businesses. Whether it is a roast like this, where we actually look at a page in much more detail and I, I write a report about it, or I can redo your website for you if you want, but, and anything in between. Uh, yeah. But yeah, happy to help, or at least happy to talk about how I could help. Love that. Okay, so a couple of things. Uh, for those of you who are in the JVology community, let you know that Peter is actually going to be hosting one of our tech and strategy calls at the JVology Global Lounge, which is coming up in, I don't, I can't keep track of the dates. three weeks or yeah. so, something three, like that. Exactly. So he's going to be doing that. Um, I think we're also going to be doing a, a webinar where we get, we get to pick your brain a little bit further and in greater depth and detail, I think is coming up as well. Uh, and I think like you're attending, yeah, and I think you're attending JVology live coming in September as well. So it'd be another great way to maybe and, I'm not and, quite sure. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> he's going to be around somehow, somewhere. We just got to yeah. figure out all the dates and the details and those sorts of things. But uh, here's the truth of the matter. Um, we can all use support and assistance in terms of the context and the framing around uh, our websites and our messaging. And I really appreciate your input and feedback about this. It has been on the table for discussion around the team for a, a, a oh God, it's probably been a year. So uh, we, we will apply much of your apply much of your uh, suggestions, and I'll probably run past you again before before we're pre before we're pressing post. Yeah, happy to take a look for you. Okay, take care, Peter. You have a fantastic day. And gang, grab uh, grab his gift uh, at the link in the chat, and we will see you all soon. All right, bye. Take care, bye-bye. If you want to be a part of a vibrant global joint venture community, then join us. Go to jvology.com. And join our Facebook group. Just look for JVology, the perfect mix of people, fun, and profit.